Hey, Courtney, in a couple of weeks, Triple R are going to have their Radiothon. Really? Yeah. So we record our uh, podcast at Triple R Studios and we really support their Radiothon, but that's not for a couple of weeks. Okay. So in the time in between then, how about if our listeners give money to us using the donate button on the boxcutters.net site so that we can make this show better? And then in a couple of weeks, we'll pretend we never mentioned this and ask them for money for Triple R. I like you. You're an ideas man. I really am. Box cutters. Box cutters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 273. If you're happy and you know it, punch the tiger in the face. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, pretending to be the quietest tiger ever. Courtney Hu King. Hello. <laughs> and to my right, Brat Kropla. Good evening, viewers, and uh, special guest this week, the Swedish chef. We, John and I did the show at Acme on uh, Thursday night. Thanks for everyone who, who came out and uh, everyone had a great time, which is good because that was the intention. <laughs> I heard it was amazing. Well, that's what people said. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Word on the uh, street. But mm. before, beforehand... It was a trending topic, I believe. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was it? It was a trending topic <laughs> around the 3000 area, particularly if, if you were as local as Flinders Street Station... It may have been a trending topic. It was a trending topic for the people at Acme. <laughs> ah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Who weren't in MIF yeah. screenings at the well, time. Well, even, even them. Hey, oh. hey, we're taking them. Okay. Only yeah. trending, though. <laughs> <laughs> I only had about 30% of them. The rest of them were like, uh But beforehand, uh, we showed a, a bunch of clips that uh, Disney have put up on, on YouTube hmm. over the past few years of, uh, of Muppet Show characters doing famous songs. And so there's it's everyone doing uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, which was really successful. Beaker doing Ode to Joy, uh, which was hilarious, and uh, the Swedish Chef doing Popcorn. Oh, that's perfect. And that was that was yeah. He gets into all sorts of strife. Do you know what? I'm writing down Muppet songs on YouTube. So my boss and I can enjoy this at work tomorrow. If you had a disc, I could burn you a, a playlist right now. Yeah, but then we uh, wouldn't feel naughty because we were on YouTube at work. Uh, so, fair enough. you know, it's, yeah, fair other enough. people look at porn. We look at Muppets. It's your taxes at work, people. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> In this episode of Box Cutters, uh, I keep talking about how great Thursday night was. Uh, no, no, I don't. Instead, we're going <laughs> to... No, actually, uh, that goes on all shows. <laughs> we're going to look at uh, I've heard a few shows. Listeners, believe me. We've got a Things You May Have Missed. Courtney's been watching Phoenix. I have. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to... Uh, I tried to make a pun, a look back in anger pun, <laughs> about looking back in angry boys. Oh, no. It just, it does, we're going to look back at angry boys and just see whether or not it was successful. In some terms, let's I'm try. To, interested uh, to know this. Let's try to work out some terms of success and then see yes or no. <laughs> it's a fun game. Uh, we're going to review the new uh, series from TNT and DreamWorks, Falling Skies. You got to say it like that, Falling Skies. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Is that what their, their the promotional material says? Took over the world. Hey, don't falling spoil it. Skies. It's falling Skies. 
Come on, see opening credits. Falling skies. Who watches credits? Uh, we've got some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. If you were going to watch it, we've got some pork. No Toby Halligan this week. He's, is he uh, dead? No. <laughs> no, he's not. Where is he? He's lying on the floor, flat on his back, filled with painkillers. But not dead. But Courtney, not dead. Courtney, wow. We've got to be careful. We have a certain power. What do you mean? If, if we, we could if kill we him. say people are dead, they die. No. Yes, they oh, do. Not this, I thought I got that fixed. There Sorry, Toby. Sorry. There was a question. There wasn't. He, uh, yeah, oh, by he's, the way, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He said, it, j- just to make sure, he, said, he sent me a text uh, just before the show going, uh, I've got back pain and I'm Aww. full of uh, painkillers and I'm not making much sense. And then just to prove it, he also called me 20 seconds later <laughs> to make no sense. Well, just in case the text message hadn't gone through. Obviously, he's in a lot of pain. I bought you, I made DVDs for you, Toby. Get better. So he doesn't can listen watch to them. the show. Has he, well, uh, screw him. I never liked him. Yeah. Has he fostered his uh, prescription medication addiction as yet? Yeah. Uh, has he, what's, has he what's the back one that, that they're all addicted to on American TV? Nurse Jackie and House. Oh, yeah. OxyContin. That stuff's no, great. No, not Oxy. That That's, is great He'll Billy Heroin. Yeah, it is really That's good. That's what Jack was addicted to on Lost. Isn't that what Dr. House was on too? Oh, probably. Yeah, everyone. That was something That's else. It's a good stuff. It's called something else. I can't think of it. Vicodin. Vicodin. Similar, I think. Could be that. Right, so I, I could just <laughs> mention a whole lot of drugs and you just go, yeah, maybe. No, Vicodin. Maybe that was it. I know it wasn't maybe OxyContin. Panadol? No. Right. <laughs> that would be the worst addiction no, ever. No. Hair and paracetamol. I, I as, uh, oh, uh, it's got a hair and addiction. Where's Hazel? It's Where's Hazel now? It's got a hair and addiction. Did she die? I think she did no, die. She's no, she's got really bad well, Alzheimer's. Got, yeah, there you go. That's twice you've said that on, on this show, Brett. Twice you've in like three years. You've killed off Hazel Hawk. Well, she still hasn't gone. Twice? You can't... Oh. We know you've got most of the power, Josh. <laughs> oh, but, but... She still has... But talking of which, uh, Clyde Holding did uh, pass on today. Uh, oh, no did day. he? Yeah. Oh, he's to have some friends. Yeah. Uh, 80 yeah, years old. It. Right. Okay. Um, that explains I, I actually knew him personally as a child. Grew up in his... Uh, I was going to yeah. say, if you knew him as a child, you must be really old. <laughs> but I was a child. <laughs> but I am really old. We've established that. Come on. As always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. There are a number of ways we can... What is that noise? That's why that cart finishes. No, it's not. That's the way you suck spit through your teeth. It's disgusting, Brad. Yeah, but he recorded it onto the thing, so that's how it ends now. That's the sound effect. I don't want that to be the sound Come effect, Come on, Courtney. get on with it. There are so many ways that we could organise this news. Uh, we- <laughs> is is one of the ways to organise it starting off <laughs> getting stuck into Brett about teeth noises? No. <laughs> but it's frustrating. I, I've uh, got that on my running sheet. <laughs> I didn't get the updated one. We could Toby, go, we where could, are you? We could, he doesn't do that anymore. Is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> We, we could talk about cable versus free-to-air. We could talk about uh-huh. uh, things we like versus things we don't like. <laughs> that, that sounds good. But we're going to go with Australian versus other parts of the world. Yay! So, starting, starting in Australia, and uh, the ABC have announced that they're going to cut a, a bunch of popular shows and probably 100 jobs, according to The Australian. 
Uh, shows well axed or already is specs and specs talking heads. Can we help? Did specs and specs wasn't axed. Well, but according to the Australian, it's axed. According to the rest of the world, that he just didn't want to do it anymore. Well, could we could we take a second to to think about uh, the campaigns that the Australian have been running against uh, various governments around this country? Brett, if we took <laughs> a second to think, it wouldn't be box cutters. <laughs> I, I take lots of and seconds. And also, if we think. thought about the Australian and their campaigns to stop people, we wouldn't end that second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Spicks and Specs, what else? Uh, the inventors, new inventors, new is that going? Uh, no. Uh, uh, can we help? And Talking Heads, new inventors are already going. Honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, and uh, not proceed as well with uh, the cook and the chef. I didn't even know that existed. That was the thing. I remember okay. that. Uh, moving Post Kitchen, is that what they're saying? Yep. Uh, something called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries has been commissioned, as well as At Home with Julia, which is the funniest thing on Australian TV that I've seen in decades, let me tell you. And if they're... I, I think has we're, it started I think already? We're getting, I think we're getting a good deal if we get that for the new inventors being axed. Has, has it started already? Wait a minute, no. It I mean the reverse. Has it started already? No. Okay. No. Is that Home no. with Julia so you're just the assume- woman from MasterChef? No, that's post kitchen. No, the other one. <laughs> no, it's a it's 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 a sitcom about uh, Julia Gillard. Oh yeah, all right. Mm. Um, so you're With, just assuming um, Julie Bishop is it? You're you're, you're assuming it's going to be mm, yeah. Uh, Amanda Bishop, Angela, mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Angela Bishop, Bronwyn. <laughs> you're just you're you're assuming that it's going to be terrible. It looks horrible, right? Mm, and it's it's it based on a skit. sketch from which sketch show? Um, it's a trivia question. Uh, uh, the Wedge. No. Later. Was it a Christmas edition of something? No. I can't actually remember. <laughs> and if you I, tell I can't me, I'll tell right you who did it. Yep. Um, yeah, well, well, that looks lame. Let loose, no. And, and for, something, for something that actually gives back to the community, like the new inventors, what the fuck are they thinking? Well, they, they, I mean, how, how long has the new inventors been on? Forever. Obviously, they need to do something new and, you know. Well, they do something new every week. They have new inventions Look, and I new see you're splitting a hair for me there and I thank you for that contribution. However, no. <laughs> Can I just say that uh, as far as the new inventors being axed goes, the Australian reports that staff claimed they learnt of plans to axe the new inventors after a document was left on an office photocopier. Oh, come on. That's oh, really? bad. That doesn't have around in your office. Oh, actually, well, mm-hmm. there are other stories I could tell <laughs> at this point, but I won't. That's pretty. That's poor stuff. But it does happen. That hasn't happened. I've I've that's, I've had information I shouldn't have had because of. Oh yeah, really? Stand near the dodgily left around. Uh, that's an old. That's documents. an. That's an old plotline from from Frontline, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. When he's, he was faxing news stories yeah. through to. South Century. <laughs> uh, he was. That, that, was that, that was it. So that's look. That's, that's the. I'm, I'm actually surprised that this didn't happen sooner, given that Dalton was a, a Howard government appointee, um, and uh, it's it's all about wah, it's wah, it's all wah, about wah. this ideology of wah, wah, wah. Uh, the public service wah. can't do anything uh, uh, with any kind of efficiency, and so we've got to privatize everything, and that's what that's but exactly that has, what you know what, has, you know what Brett? But, Shut but they're actually up because. But they're Actually, not correct, and and this Brent. is the point from from the ABC staff <laughs> that they haven't actually done a proper study with the proper figures into which way gets it done more efficiently. You know what? A ABC shouldn't be about the figures; it should be about serving community needs. Mm-hmm. B 
the ABC now have so much original produced non-reality content mm. on their on their plate that they don't have enough time slots to air it. So cancelling a few other shows here and there to bring up some new shows and, and some new blood is not a bad thing. It's still a network. They still have to run it like a network. They can't keep everything on forever. And like nerds that like inventions, there's the internet and the library. You've got plenty. You, you know, had what? your time in the sun. You, you know, but there's no budget to do that on the internet. Well, we we can inventions. You know what? Save up, save, save up some money. Subscribe to Make Magazine if that's what you want. I'd rather the, they take my eight cents and they do a proper, proper, properly produced show on on the TV. But they Re- have. Really? How long have everybody been on for? has that access. How long has new inventors been on for? Like the new inventors, yeah. uh, yeah. what about to seven years maybe? Yeah, pro- that's a probably. Long time. That is a long time for a TV show. And what are the figures? I mean, well, it's, do, is, do, it's not speaks well, and specs. It's figures. like say four, co- four corners. That's been on for what forty? It's, it's well beyond. You're time comparing that the new inventors that. to four well, corners. Why, is that what you're doing? Why are you doing? saying that just because it's old, it needs to go? Because I find it personally quite boring, and I would be quite happy to see anything replace it. And I'm not saying that just because it's old, it needs to go. I'm saying it's had its time. It's served a purpose, and there are new shows and new people to make new shows that should be supported. And the ABC are clearly doing that. They are commis- commissioning lots of new drama. And I'm, I'm taking my weak point and standing behind Josh, <laughs> who has good points. And I think cutting a few shows here and there, a few shows that, quite frankly, are not as creative and not as supportive of the, uh, of the creative community as, as they could be, is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I... I think there's a value beyond just making good TV of in the new inventors, uh, which I'm sad to see. And and given that, that and what about can we help at home with Julia? Is, is as much as I love not, Pete Rose, I'm not Thorne. saying that that's going to be great. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but there does have to be some turnover. Yeah, I I think I think there's there's going to be a, a lot of crying over over very little spilled milk here. I think it's and it would be rare. I think in I mean, despite how shaky the Labor government is in the time of a Labor government to suddenly have, you know, widespread cuts across the ABC just because that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's, you know, I think it seems a reasonable thing for a network to do in their day to day management of said network. It doesn't seem motivated in some other way like Oh, we're, you know, sucking up to the people at the Herald Sun by axing some shows on the ABC because they're wasting our money. It's not... I don't think it's... I've I've had some issues anyway with the ABC just um, openly scrabbling for ratings, uh, both in their TV and their radio. And I think especially the radio has dumbed it down significantly. But but moments ago you were saying that that they should look at proper numbers. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about viewer numbers at all before. I was talking about uh, budget numbers. Oh. Yeah, sorry, you, you jumped on the wrong uh, idea on that one. Right, yeah. right. So you think they should look at how much it costs versus how much it costs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That there's that 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 uh, the the concern the rights uh, commentators uh, say that uh, the ABC is all bad and and public servants can't do anything uh, on a budget and everything has a cost blowout, but it's not necessarily the case yeah i agree with that i don't think that's necessarily the case either but it doesn't mean which is which is the show. point made in the story that we uh that we're looking at speaking of shows you don't want to watch courtney <laughs> how long have you got huh? <laughs> so last week uh we saw the premiere of hamish and andy's gap year uh that wasn't a segue at all not in the slightest and uh 
the reviews were not so flash. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, no, no. I, I, I didn't watch it. I was too busy uh, having uh, those those weird Guatemalan leg worms taken out of, of a hole by having a bit of meat put on a, oh. a stick and then twirling it around that stick. I was putting them on my legs oh, nice. just for the sensation. I was Did you putting watch them it? in my belly. I was hoping to. <laughs> um, I... I, I Unfortunately, having to catch the last 15 minutes or so of it. Because um, you're waiting for the footy show that, to start. That, no, it was actually just, so much. just uh, when I'd arrived home from uh, work uh, and checked on the TV and thought, oh, what's when, when was you were home on? early for the footy show and it was on. When, when was I it on? I wasn't watching the footy last show. Last Thursday. Thursday night. Thurs- Thursday night. Show. Right, so a lot of people were actually at Acme being really entertained mm-hmm. with talk of The Muppet Show. Yes. So they wouldn't have seen it either. No, that's so true. So don't ask them. So, so maybe nobody... Except for Brett, who saw the last 15 minutes, knows what can, we are talking can about. Can I tell you how mortified I am that I'm, I'm from the same country as those guys please, are now that do. I've seen the show? It is like it's not a cultural cringe, it is just fucking embarrassing that these <laughs> guys are out there saying, oh, we're Aussies and getting mm. Neil Patrick Harris in to do Neil Patrick Harrison Ford and some fake freaking steal the idol thing where, where Hamish is trying to pretend like he's not two feet away from him uh, behind him at the desk. And and Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I'm he, embarrassed. He made, he made a good effort at it, but, but I love Neil Patrick Harris. I don't want him to think I badly of us now. He was really embarrassed by it too. He's going to think we're bad now. Us, us three, listeners, I, you guys, he's going to think we're bad people. It's Neil Patrick Harris Harris exploitation. It just I think, <laughs> I, I think is the the biggest issue that that's just, come out of this. Just in case NPH is listening, mm. uh, I, I want to say that my idea for that same joke mm. uh, was much shorter and just have him stand on a Mustang, mm. the car, mm-hmm. and that would be Neil Patrick Harris on Ford. It's still <laughs> right? a dad joke, but it's a tighter dad joke. Right. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pun. It's a visual pun. Say it, do it. It's, it's three seconds. Get, get it off air mm. and you're done. So, you know no, what? I, th- I, I would maybe, Photoshop it and then show it to him. I, think maybe, I wouldn't make him do it. <laughs> I think maybe they would just try to kill the time on the show because they actually it's, it's already the did that. They took, his, they took his face, they put a, a hat on him and put a pyramid in the background. That was what they did first. And then they said, don't you steal our idol as they were waving him off. Come back from the ads and there's this whole bullshit about stealing the idol. I don't think there should be any, like, it sounds like a, do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a very austereo sort of radio concept, which is the primary place we know Hamish and Andy from. It's the background. Mm. It's where you go, come up with a fun idea and then in the next segment, build on that. And then in the segment after, you get the listeners in, you get them to participate. Bang, you've got yourselves three segments. Um, but they're all crap because, you know, it's austereo. Um, but... I think one of the criticisms I read in the articles was saying that uh, it was too... It was radio television. It wasn't television television. Right. And um, I... They've I done a lot of radio and they well, were very, very, very successful at radio. Absolutely. Because I, I, clearly I haven't seen it. I, I would say first show. Like just... But how long have they had to do the first show? Like how I, long have they had to set all this up? And they've I been getting paid $17 million. Didn't they do their first show back... Before they got axed by Channel 7, before they went on the radio? No, no, no. no, no I don't is, no, mean their first show ever. I mean their first show of, of this of gap year. Um, I don't know how long they had. They've been really? they're over it, there for a couple of months at right. least. Um, right. They've doing, t- been doing the promo over there for, for that long, getting a billboard up in Times Square and that sort of stuff. Um, and they've got 10 episodes 
there. How do we think it's going to last the ten? It rated well. It rated like one point four, one point four five. I reckon. I reckon at least they've got going for them that they're likable, unlike uh, Ben Elton with his fast. Ben Elton dead on arrival. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, so <laughs> they've paid them the money. They'll they'll go through with it. Hopefully they'll get some, <laughs> some network that notes That sounds back. like the, the making of like a but, bumper comedy, isn't it? So, so Matt has just come in, he's stealing a bike and he's going. I just wanted to point that out. When okay. you, I'm a witness. If yeah. you compare it to, uh, to the comedy hijinks of the footy show, it's not that much worse. Do you know they have comedy writers for the footy show? Yes. <laughs> anyway, I just um, want people to know that. The, uh, the, the things comedians <sighs> have to do for money, man. So at $17 million, they've really got their Eddie Maguire clause... Uh, in, in their contract, which C-L-A-U-S-E, is C L A U S E, yes, C L A W S. Either way, they've got that. They've <laughs> got their clause, and they're digging well into Channel Nine because, it's like, well, you've invested too much money for us to to not have a show. To blow it off. It's cheaper to have us on air and sell very cheap advertising. But this is, I mean, but people people watch it because they love Hamish and Andy. People really do love them, There's and they're coming back next year to to do a proper show, to an ongoing show. What do you yeah. Mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a proper show that you won't watch, Courtney. Just so so. They're coming back it to makes do... Makes me not want to live here anymore. But remember, remember how popular American and Rosso were? Yes. And then they got a show on Channel 9. And then they went away. And now they... And then they, they went, went away. away yeah. were, they, were they that popular? American Rosso? Yeah. Can yes. I, what? Doing the Triple J yeah, they were pretty big. Well, they were, they were big uh, from New South Wales, too. Like, they uh, radio up there. They were pretty they big. Did, they did breakfast at Nova. They launched, uh, they launched Nova in Australia, and their breakfast show was massive. Mm-hmm. For a long while. Can I stake my uh, conflict, my base conflict with Hamish and Andy of interest? I have... Uh, You've dated both of them. No, no. When I worked in radio, they were both very nice to me, especially Andy, who was lovely. I think he's a lovely mm. guy. Mm. Very friendly. Hamish, when I was uh, 19, he and I entered uh, Campus Comedy, which is a university comedy competition, and mm. uh, we both got to the state finals and uh, we drew for the first prize. So we both won. And uh, it was very exciting. Obviously, he's extremely famous and rich now and I'm not. So it could be seen as bitter. But when we went up to get the prize, he licked my face. Like some sort of weird macho display of, hey, hey, I'm the big bloke here. And I immediately thought, you're a knob. So I hated him before he was famous. Right. (laughs) Okay. I don't want people to think that I'm bitter or anything like that. I may be. You hated him just from one lick. I don't know you. Lick me like some sort of. You know what? I, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to put my foot down and say, even if Courtney does know you, don't lick her. Unless unless, unless I've said it's cool, right? Or implied it's cool. Yeah, and you'll know. Or, or you'll know. Or you're willing to risk that those dice and you know apologize afterwards if she's not cool with it. That's right. That's right. Did I, he ever and apologize? I respect that. No. Did he? Right. He never apologized for licking you. No. Right. See, that's not on. That's not cool. Always. Always, it's just polite to apologise after licking if someone. If someone looks cross. Yes. Speaking of uh, people looking cross and being licked, Adam, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Boland <laughs> has, uh, oh. has, has... Are we going to give them promo? promo? Are we? I thought has we has this just been a big promo story. stunt? No. Uh, Adam Boland's all unhappy and he's suing Channel 7 and now we're going to get reports into, all the, into all the papers and, and then suddenly he'll just drop it and he'll be back and everybody's happy. But he's always been the golden boy there, so I don't think it's it's a wise publicity move on their behalf to say, oh, we don't get along with him. Yeah, I, well, I, I got to say they're all family. 
I don't think it's a wise publicity yeah, move on, on anybody's behalf to to have had this make dirty laundry aired. No, I agree. Uh, and, and, and he is sticking Are with Channel 7. Uh, do, do we get, do we get uh, new terminology entering the, the national lexicon, uh, like the boned? No, scenario. And, and that won't happen for as long as Channel 7 are on top of the ratings. Mm. It only happened with Channel 9 when they started losing face. And or was it when Eddie Maguire was the... Uh, that was the same was time. It was the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure if it was about ratings or Eddie Maguire being CEO. It was both. It was, it was both. It was, it was I don't think you can separate those two things. When you're, when you're digging those buckets deep into the hull to try to get all that water out of that sinking ship, every now and then an affidavit is going to go overboard. <laughs> that's just, that's just going to happen. And I don't think, considering all we've just said about, you know, Channel 9, I don't think Channel 7's reign is ending anytime soon. I mean, Channel 10 are, you know, axing a whole lot of staff at the moment and getting a new head. Well, and don't think it's just free-to-air television that's uh, that's going down the gurgler either, yeah. because the, uh, the the chief of Ozstar uh, said this week. Uh, also in in the Australian, uh, John Porter, chief executive of Ozstar, uh, said that sales have essentially fallen off the table in the past two months. Yeah, can I can, for the pay TV? Go on. Can I, can I can I look at possibly the the strategy he's got going behind there? They've already oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. and here. With a strangely cynical point of view, <laughs> it's Brett Cropley. Ozstar and Foxtel have already done the deal about uh, what they're going to pay for, uh, what Foxtel are going to pay for uh, Ozstar. So the but, selling price isn't going to drop at this point. But if he's able to pretend that that it's all doom and gloom for subscription television everywhere, maybe he's hoping that the ACCC won't mind about the the lack of competition or that the organisation buying up all the footy rights. Uh, we'll soon have a full no- full monopoly on all of that, and uh, be able to, uh, you know, the the usual monopolistic uh, things that ensue after that. And maybe he's just trying to make like it's not such a big deal. So the yeah, triple C. Do you think they're that easily swayed? I well, can you see any other reason why he's coming out and saying that? Unless it's true. Yeah, even if it's true. Uh, especially if it's true, do, well, do you go out he, there and say, the, "Hey, subscription TV is pretty shit ass. Nobody really likes it." If you if you're still looking for subscribers, well, if he's if he's looking to turn it around and make a you know, he's sub- looking to sell it. Oh, he's selling it. Then he's he's he was looking to sell it to Foxtel it out, last week. The ACCC said that there's no sales to Foxtel that that it's not going to be able to be sold to Foxtel. Uh, so. How is this making it? Was was that a, a hard and fast decision that's made? From it's the you know it's pretty much the expected result. A week before it was expected that the deal was done. No, a week before it was actually. expected that. Oh, wow, you sounded so much like John Fain just then. <laughs> it was scary. Uh, the the week before it was hopeful that they would be able to do the deal, but it was always. Uh, it, it was always hopeful that the ACCC would just be blind to the fact that that would end up being a monopoly on, on pay television in this country. Uh, that's not going to happen. So Ozstar is now starting to, to cry poor. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's interesting, but it's not just uh, Australian TV that's, uh, that's in the poo. Things yeah. in the US are all... 
Not so good. Overboard as well. It, uh, Frank Darabont is leaving uh, AMC's uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. After last year saying that the problem with the first season was that he wasn't hands-on enough and he was going to be completely hands-on for this second season. Mm. Uh, now, after some uh, discussions with the uh, cable network, he has Well, they shoot stuff and the, the cable network heads look at it and they give notes. Mm. He hasn't been prepared to take all those notes on board and make the changes that uh, have been demanded. There's mm-hmm. a creative... A, a difference of opinions creatively, Gotta and respect. he's he's either walked or been sacked. Got to respect, but he's, he's left the production. Saying, uh, see you later. Either way, if he did, yeah. So you know, pe- people are angry there. Viacom, <laughs> what a surprise, is angry <laughs> with, uh, with with some distribution channels uh, because uh, Cablevision, for example, a uh, a cable television company, says that viewing on uh, on media like iPads. Mm is part of their distribution model. And Viacom is saying, no, that's a completely different distribution model and we should be getting a cut of extra revenue from that. Uh, Viacom, trying to get more money out mm-hmm. of the internet. What a surprise. Yeah. Can, I, can I just Good point out that. to Viacom that the world has moved on and <laughs> that, uh, that people are recording content onto their DVRs that they can then quite easily transfer or, or have recorded on their Apple TV that they can then stream across their home network in any case, onto their iPad, and there's nothing that Viacom can do about it. it so they should just incredibly deal with, difficult for to for with, a uh, huge company like that to make that realization. Like if your entire structure is built on, well, you if, know, if they're able to defeat it and and beat them down in the courts, then well, they won't sure, be able to. But I mean, just it, as it'll pay off. It, as an organization, gonna, it must be nigh on impossible to say. We've built all our money on getting money out of these things, and now it's completely redundant. It's not possible. Yes, but they still they they still have cable subscribers. Well, they well, (laughs) well, (laughs) I think we just talked about that. That's not going well. Viacom, uh, Viacom, still haven't. I I mean, they had that whole YouTube thing Mm. that was three years ago, Mm. and they still haven't turned around. So, so they really are the. the, uh, just continuing the maritime metaphor, they are the, the ship failing to steer away <laughs> from the iceberg. And yeah. we should make the distinction of, of how the subscriber TV here is going versus how it's going over well, in the it's States. Never there's been there's great not here. necessarily that same doom and gloom over there. Except I don't that. know that you can make that. I mean, I, see, I do see what you're saying, but I don't think you can say the same factors that affect here. Here, it just never had the chance to build up. Like, subscriber TV has never really been as huge here as it has been in the US. I don't, th- much I don't more think they've ever come up with a realistic price point for, for, a, no, but what I'm saying for a, is a critical mass to get on board with subscription TV here and they get fucked over by having so many ads in there. Yeah, but, the, uh, but my point is the things that impacted here, which is you can get them for free off the internet, are exactly the same over there. It's not, it's, it makes no difference. Well, in fact, Hulu has been providing it. Yes, yeah, exactly. and and now the Fox Network uh, has decided to say to Hulu that uh, unless viewers of certain uh, certain ways that Hulu comes uh, is through uh, cable internet, mm. and that unless uh, viewers of Hulu are on certain companies' cable internet, uh, they will restrict vision of Fox programs for eight days after broadcast. So you can't watch it the day after, but you get it in eight days' time. Unless you are unless you are a paid subscriber of a certain cable company. Yeah. I don't think that's for a big deal. For Fox shows only. For Fox shows only. 
Ah. I don't think that's a big deal How at much all. Do you watch considering Fox? considering the paywalls that they're putting up around all their newspapers. Hang on, the News Limited are putting up yeah. around all their newspapers, News International, News Limited. News you don't Fox. think it's you don't think it's a it's it's a big deal that but Fox no are trying to that Fox are trying to funnel viewers onto certain cable providers rather than just giving their. I mean, they they could they could put a paywall yeah. up up on their. That would make more sense. That that would make a lot more sense than uh, essentially crippling people. Who oh, are so not they can be on. They can be on on pissy little cable. So just just say just, company yeah. over there and not not get that. Ac- just say I was access. if I was uh, if I was a cable town, uh, if I was a cable town subscriber. Isn't that a made up company yes. for Thirty Rock? Yes. Okay. Go. On. Yep. If I was a cable town subscriber, I couldn't get uh, Fox's Fox's stuff on Hulu. But if I was a uh, pay world subscriber, <laughs> I could. A money bags subscriber. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, what. that's... Uh, yeah, I think that's... And that's also... It's just a bit ridiculous, I think. It's a very... Um, that wasn't... Yeah, yeah I, I missed that reading in the article. I didn't realize uh, it was saying that. So... Basically, uh, the world of TV as we know it is going to hell in a handbasket, and that is the box cutters news. Box cutters. Falling skies made in USA, filmed in Canada, airing in Australia. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice. The world isn't it? is one. The world is one. See, things aren't that bad. No. They seemed bad after the news. But now everything's lovely, except that aliens are trying to kidnap our children and kill us. Our chi- We had children? Why didn't you tell me this earlier? Who's looking after them? With the aliens. Uh, oh, well, that's mm. good. Thanks, guys. Mm. Appreciate it. Cheap Got our ba- backs. Cheap babysitting. <laughs> uh, Falling Skies, it's, it's a brand new drama from uh, writer Robert Rodet. Who did what? Did, what's he done? Oh, not much. Okay, not much. Hey, you got to start somewhere, John. Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, that little thing. And uh, and uh, have you ever seen Fly Away Home? No. Is that with the geese and yes! the ultralights? Yes. I saw that on Flight once. It's excellent. <laughs> so a movie about birds did and a movie cry? about war. Did you, did you feel that? And the Patriot, which is a movie about birds at war. <laughs> Was that with Mel Gibson? So he's really quite specific. And, and Heath Ledger. Oh, I saw that yes. at the cinema before we knew dead. everything about Mel Gibson. Oh, hang on. Hmm? Is Heath Ledger dead? Yes. Yeah. 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 I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, that's uh, so. So that's that's who who made it. Uh, it is produced by Steven Spielberg and DreamWorks. He's doing lots of TV production stuff now, isn't he? He is. He you know why? Tara, money. What? Yeah. Yeah. Money. Okay. That's where the money is now. <laughs> I like. I like that. My first guess was correct. Correct. <laughs> so it's about quicker turnarounds. He's getting paid out for the content. Well, maybe it's no more about he likes. He can do office. more with the format. Like he, you know, you can really dig your teeth in. Whereas if you have an hour and a half, it's not so much you can do. But with a series, does he just yeah, not yeah, have to be as? Good? He did nothing. He did nothing without our hour and a half yeah, format for nothing. years. Nothing. That's at what all. I'm saying. Now the, though. The thing with I think the thing with TV is that you can get money for it and sell it and sell it and sell it. Whereas the yeah. thing with movies is it costs a lot of money and nobody goes. Mm. It's a bit of a game. Yep. Yeah. Um, he did. That was was one of his first big ones. Band of Brothers. Yes. 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 It was. Actually, one of his first big ones was Amazing Stories. Was that big? 
I thought it was. I loved it. Was that with Hamish and Andy? No. <laughs> no, that was, that was real, real stories. stories. Yeah. Can't keep real up. Life. <laughs> Hamish and Andy's amazing gap year <laughs> stories. <laughs> stories from Hamish's $49 gap. million. Dollar. Yeah, that's be more stunned like Hamish and Andy's gap. <laughs> it stars uh, Noah Wiley as uh, Tom Mason, who was a history professor but is now a soldier in the war against the aliens. He's still a history professor. He lets everybody know it. Well, and he you- is also a soldier in the war against the aliens, Brett. Really, come on. Because his soldiering is informed by his knowledge as a history he learnt, professor. He, learnt, he was working as a history... Oh, no, he was a science teacher in Donnie Darko. Yes. He's, been, he's been a lot of yeah. teaching. He's done a lot of teaching. He's also been a doctor a lot of the time. Yeah, Heaps. but he's got no medical experience in this at all, which no. is weird. It's like he forgot all of that once the aliens came. Yeah. Well, those aliens are powerful. But he d- didn't he d- it. They can brainwash you. Didn't he die from the cancer? Yeah, he died. Right, so he's which been cancer? reborn as a university hmm? professor. Which cancer? ER cancer. No, that was Anthony Edwards. That oh. was Goose. Oh. Goose. Yeah. No, Goose died in a plane crash <laughs> from, being a, from being a nerd. No, because of the, the, the maverick ways of hey, Tom no. Cruise. Did you know Goose? my work name is Maverick? No. no. Yeah. That's nice. Have you got Iceman? Have you got a wingman? No, that's just me. Do you buzz right. the tower? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to recruit. <laughs> Do you go upside down and give people the bird? I play that um, the love song, the love theme from Top Gun a lot on my ah. iPhone. It's great. It's a great song. <laughs> it is. Do, do you uh, do a lot of topless uh, beach volleyball? Yes. Cool. But that's none of your business. Feel the need. <laughs> Oh, so, Kelly McGillis. aliens um, are killing us right. and whatever. So, that's... Uh, y- you know what? Better than me telling you the backstory. What could be better than you telling us the backstory? What about some little kids telling us the backstory? All right. I was in school when the ships came. They were really big. And they said that we weren't going to attack them with the nuclear bombs because they might have wanted to be friends. But they didn't want to be friends. Not at all. And then there was a bright light that makes, like, all electronics stop working. Computers, radios, satellites, TVs, everything. They blow up army bases, ships, the Navy, submarines, and all the soldiers are gone. Now moms and dads have to fight. After that, they blew up all the capitals. New York, Washington, D.C., Paris, the major cities. Then they came. There were millions of Trillions everywhere. We call them skitters and necks. They killed grown-ups and they catch kids. They put on harness things. They put it on kids and control them. They say it hurts a lot. My parents went out to get some help one day and I know they're gone. They're dead. Listen, it's okay to cry. Drawing and talking about it can make you feel better. Matt, what have you drawn here? My mom. She was going to get food once and never came back. And then we found her. She was dead. And then Dad said we had to leave our house. And Ben was over at Nick's house. And we think they might have got him. But we're not for sure. And this drawing? That was me and Dad and Hal. It's all right. You and your dad and Hal are okay. Well, they were okay this morning, but I don't know about now. They're fighting. Mm. I feel dirty. I feel I feel dirty. Used, manipulated. The the little kids and their their emotional heartstring tugging. Oh, really? Oh. That didn't that didn't just that didn't just make you want to go. 
There are survivors. Is it about Iraq? Is that what this is about? Well, it's hard to you know what it's it's hard to say because it's 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 an invasion on on American soil. Mm. So, uh, and and they are freedom fighters, and uh, it, it's it's really it's kind of like if The Walking Dead and Tomorrow When the War Began yeah. had a baby in America, it would be falling skies. Americans bloody love a bit of they're coming to take our freedom. Like they are really mad it for that took stuff. Our jobs. <laughs> you know, like considering America have you know gone willingly well, into war, like started war, like over 140 wars in the last yeah, to 200 bring, years to bring people they're, freedom, I to bring them freedom. But to be quite honest, if you're doing it that much, <laughs> you don't get to be like people are coming to get us. No. No, stay home. They might. Give them a chance. Um, can we look at the parallels and, and, and the parallels between something that wasn't in the States, which was District 9, and, and the, the similarities uh, with you've got very tall aliens, uh, they've got exoskeletons, they've got kind of spidery-type legs in both of them. They've both got hovering motherships uh, that, are, that are controlling uh, stuff that's going on and, and people are the, the humans are, are kind of unknowing about exactly what's going to happen. With Sounds like a race of Stephen Kernahan's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. They're, they're also uh, share, share brokers. Uh, except that, except that in this case, they've got some some old Star Wars uh, hardware that they they've decided to run around and uh, zap the humans with, uh, which didn't happen in District. 9. I like that how their their technology stops cars as well as every, well, you know computers it's, and it's stuff. It's an electromagnetic pulse will right. stop a car, uh, will stop pretty much anything that uh, that uh, relies on electricity or uh, or magnetic fields. Batteries. Yes, stop. Oh. But gone. not uh, motorbikes. No, the, the cars work, but cars that were driving at the time would not have worked while the electromagnetic pulse is going on. If you've ever seen uh, the uh, excellent John Woo film Broken Arrow, you'll know that uh, at the time that the uh, the nuclear bomb goes off, John Travolta stops the car, lets the nuclear bomb go off, waits a few seconds, and then starts the car again. That's why. Now that I've explained that, can we go back to your District mm-hmm. 9 yes. uh, thing? So the aliens are very similar, but the concepts are, are different. These aliens came to attack Earth. Yep. We don't know why they've come to attack Earth. In District 9, the aliens were refugees. Uh, in uh, So in Falling Skies, the aliens have come to attack Earth, and we see all of this from the point of view of the freedom fighters. Noah Wiley and his, uh, and, and his band of, of well-armed... Plucky uh, ne'er-do-wells. Yes. Mm. Uh, they, uh, they, they all have kids who, who have been taken by the aliens. The aliens uh, attach these, uh, these things. They call them harnesses. Uh, you, you would have heard the kids say, say that they were harnesses. They, and it was, like quite, it was quite existence. Quite, uh, uh, what's his name, the, the director? Cronenberg. Uh, they, um, so, so these are things that, that uh, plug into a kid's uh, brainstem and, yeah. uh, and spine, and mm. they control the kids and use the kids as slaves. So the parents see, can see the kids alive when they go out on their, really their kids. on their recce. They're zombies. But they're, they're Zombie zombies, kids. essentially. Bummer. Uh, I, I have to say that I, while it's not for me, I can see how this would be watchable for a fourteen-year-old. Mm. I think it's it's great. Like it, it reminds me of of how exciting V was when I first saw it, mm. and what I really wanted from the new series of V that that 
uh, was in the last few years. Uh, I, I think it's it's got the drama. It's uh, it's got the desire to get behind a team and, and barrack for them, mm. and uh, and it's got aliens that you can be uh, sympathetic towards, but also uh, not too sympathetic because you can't speak their language. I think it uh, just, like, just like in our country, just like in our country, yeah. it really it really brings forth uh, the idea of of uh, lack of cooperation, but doesn't bring forth any idea of uh, working towards peace, which is mm. the first time that we've seen something on TV like this for, for a very long time, that there is there is seemingly no hope but victory. There is no hope mm. for, for living together. There is only victory. There There is no concept of peace talks. There is no concept of negotiation. There is only victory through war. I f- I'm finding that yeah, really, interesting. really interesting in Falling Skies. Yeah, that's, I haven't heard about that since, what, 2003? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time since we've had, since we've had a show, a TV show, mm. that wasn't all touchy-feely about let's, let's try to make it work. Even, yeah. even V, where, uh, where the visitors were clearly evil, there were some visitors that just wanted to work with, with humans, some humans that really wanted to work with visitors, mm. and uh, and the people who were distrustful were uh, were frowned upon. But in uh, in Falling Skies, that is that is not the case. We, they, they take prisoners and they take prisoners gladly, and uh, and and they kill each other with vigor. They kill each other, alien human. A- alien, alien versus human. Kind they, thing, they yeah. will, they will kill each other at the drop of a hat. Well, the aliens all, all just clean up the adults and and uh, and put the harnesses on the kids, so they can. But the, the, I mean, it's interesting the the way that uh, the kids uh, experience their uh, slave life because they don't they don't feel like that. Um, now, personally. I I found it a little bit dull. There there wasn't really that much that went along that that happened that was really that gripping, and and it was all so humorless. Apart from and and kind of the one the one real surprise that I got out of it was uh, when uh, was at my own realization when one of the characters who wasn't allowed to have a weapon, his response is, "Got it, I'm Canada." And at that point, I suddenly tweaked that I knew him from J-Pod. Who is he in J-Pod? He's the boss. Oh. Yeah. Right. It was, it was so freaky realising that. And, and that was because he, said he had the, the Canadian reference there. Um, I, I, found, I found the characters just too over-earnest and, and such broad caricatures that were just expected to have empathy for them and, and so get drawn into the drama because of that. But it's, it's cheap. Which is, a, a, again, but think about it if, if you were 14 years old. If you were fourteen years old and, and you weren't really yeah, worried about the nuances, fourteen-year-olds, or were you reviewing it for general viewers? Well, I think we're we're reviewing it for people who may be interested in it. And mm. if I was fourteen, I would eat this thing up with a spoon think, easily. Yeah, As, especially especially scenes like this that I I find completely twee now, and and I kind of roll my eyes at it and go. Oh, they're trying so hard to have some comic relief, yeah. but as as a fourteen-year-old, I would go, oh, what a witty, witty yeah. bit of of repartee! This is uh, a, a man that they take prisoner 
because he's been running a band of renegades, uh, counter-rebels, if you will, who who were only out for themselves. And he's been taken prisoner. By? By the good guys. Okay. Let's call them the good guys. Good. Noah Wiley and his uh, band of 'er ne'er-do-wells. They sell TVs in their spare time. They do. um, Well, Noah Wiley's crew are are not 'er ne'er-do-wells at all. These guys are the 'er ne'er-do-wells. They're not counter to the survivalists. Brett, if you were listening earlier when Courtney <laughs> described when I said No Wiley and his band of and she said Ne'er Do Wells, I was I was just there was a callback. Call back. Yeah, callback call back to that. Yeah. Just um, But I was gonna say that, that this guy's well, crew this, were were truly Ne'er Do Wells. Hence the um counter rebels <laughs> renegade. I think that was when I said uh, renegade. Anyway, I don't uh, like we, it when Daddy and Daddy fight. We start. We start off with uh, Hank. Go to your room. We start off with uh, with hearing him being given some food in his cell. You got a problem? What is it? Skitter like king? Chicken and rice? You sure? Look, if it's not up to your usual high standards, you'll have to make allowances. We all take turns in the kitchen. Well, let me guess. Your turn. First of all, the chicken shouldn't bleed like this. It's way undercooked. That and you got enough salt in here to give my kid a stroke. And what is that? What is that? Paprika? Paprika? Nobody puts paprika on chicken. What are you, Hungarian? You do realize you're a prisoner, right? Before you grill it, fry it, put it on a barbecue, you poach the chicken first. Preferably in some chicken stock, a little bit of herbs and spices. That way it absorbs all the herbs and all the spices. And then you can drop it onto a barbecue, you can grill it, put it into a frying pan, and all that moisture and all that flavor is already cooked into it. Well, you cook. Certified culinary arts. And it's chef, not cook. How was the food? When I could stomach eating with a bunch of degenerate psychos, the food wasn't bad. And who prepared it? Pope. He said he trained in prison. So I say we just put him to the test. We already have people who can cook. Yeah, they can cook. Oatmeal. He'll be under guard at all times. You three can go. Send him in. So you want to cook? Oh, I'd love to. If you had anything to cook with. Oh, uh, you know what? It's not even worth listening he to this. He showed me what you've got, and what you've got. Fair enough. Are fifty cans so, of. I just got bored of it. There. I just, I, re- I just, I, I got bored of it. Two cans of tuna fish. You know, Chicken and it, it ends with, right. uh, oh, for God's sake, can someone get me some olive oil? Like that's, and that's, that's the part. The end? That's the gag at the end. Uh, but it's not a gag because it's this, a this, gag. This show is is. Nothing if not just pure earnestness and everybody's just trying to survive. No, it's And, it's and when clearly one of us gets gets zapped by a, a mech or, or blown Skitter. away by by you know, one of one of the renegades, yeah. um it's it's tragedy for all of us because they're humanity. Yeah, I'm telling you that the olive oil thing is a gag, Brett. It's it, it is. It's it's meant it's meant to be a gag. My best friend works in South Africa, and she sends me uh, articles about how things are really tragic there. So I think I'd rather just read her emails than this. Now, what what Courtney said uh, before off air uh, was uh, no. it looks like uh, Lost. Uh, yes, yes. How, how do you find that visually? Visually, it does look a lot like, uh, especially the uh, the flashbacks 
in Lost. It's shot very similar to uh, to those it has. And it's, it's got that survivalist that s- team feel to yeah. it as well. As, as far as we're not really sure about all the details about what's going on, about why the skitters are killing all the adults and why the, the well, they're American. kids are, are feeling... Um, uh, yeah, they, they seem to have a bit of Stockholm Syndrome going on. Uh, the, the kids have Stockholm Syndrome towards the aliens. Yeah. No. Yes, yes. Really? Yeah. That the kids think the aliens are okay? How many episodes have you seen? Three. Okay. As required? Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen all seven that have so far been released. Right. Yeah. He's seen more Stockholm Syndrome than you. He, he has. Okay. Well, fine. So, hang on. This is the kids who have been harnessed. Mm-hmm. Have Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Not, and but the kids, like, the kids who have not been harnessed that's part don't. Of the mystery. No, God no. Okay, no, no. Kids that haven't been captured and harnessed. Maybe you can insert Stockholm syndrome into the brainstem or spine. Well, there's. Uh, I mean, there's all interesting, and and to go into it really would be fairly Boring. spoilerific. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Boring. Sorry. <laughs> Just was honest. But they do. There um, is. There is a new fragrance that comes from skitters called Odor Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> It uh, smells so familiar. So friendly. <laughs> Comforting. Um, but as far as where I'm at with only three episodes <laughs> to go, there's been yeah, a lot of time where there's, you know, there, there's stuff that we don't know and, and people are just surviving and it looks like they're, they're bringing it in for the big ending so, so that, that we get so, all these <laughs> answers. So if you didn't like it, Brett, why did you watch it for seven episodes? Because I wanted to be sure... Wow. Because. <laughs> I ate a lot of dirt this morning, just right. to be sure. Just to be sure. <laughs> just to be, I thought it was bad before. Once and I now? ate a kilo of it. Right. I, I was seeing no it with the, the teaser trailers for the next week's show. And, and yeah, you're just waiting for it to freaking hit the ground and start moving. No. As I said, as I said, fourteen-year-olds will love it, and 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 I think that this is this is, and we didn't get to talk about it during the the news. I I think that I'm that it would be very easy to have that same kind of feeling of who the, who the hell cares about about any of it that we had with the killing and and with the killing they didn't even answer the question at the end of the season mm. spoiler outrageous well, it's, or it's, lack, lack it's a, been a lack it's of spoiler it's, do you know what it's a spoiler it's for your own good con. is what that is like it's, if you feel upset about that we did it for you for your sake my it's my been favorite, a comic con there's been a lot of fallout from viewers who are really pissed off at my it. favorite no, thing you know what the fallout is it's not because they didn't tell you how it ended it's because it was crap that's the fallout my favorite thing about much. watching and, the killing was was me and Courtney tweeting at each other just Size, just the loudest <laughs> tweeted size you could possibly hear. For, for me, with the killing, how much more tedium in the rain could could we? Oh, but this isn't the, the the killing. This is this well, is but I this think is that, falling skies. I think maybe it's, it's got the same problems. Tedium that it that it keeps on going. So they're and both nothing, tedious. Nothing much happens. But that was the problem with Walking Dead as well. That's a problem with a lot of TV uh, shows I've never watched. It was. I don't, it, I don't know, remember having that same sense. In Walking Dead, I, I remember very little of Walking Dead because it was so boring that I blocked a lot of it out out of my memory. This yeah. is and this is, I think, the the same problem with uh, Falling Skies. Although I think Falling Skies is a lot more, uh, it, it's got a lot more excitement for a fourteen year old boy. I think that's, I think that's it. I, I hope that answers the questions of Are we going to review <laughs> Falling Skies? Uh, if you do want to watch it, it airs on Fox Eight on Thursday nights at eight thirty, I believe. Hi. I'm really lucky to be the guest of this funny, sexy, gorgeous-looking man and that lady over there. This is Peter Rosethorn. 
and you're listening to the box cutters. Courtney, you've been watching Phoenix and thought that we needed a things you may have missed. Have I what? Um, I yes, no, you have. I really have. You have because you said that's what, and you said I'll talk about it. I recently completed the yeah. Uh-oh. I sent an email yesterday. Yeah. And I meant it. Um, I recently completed my three box sets of Wildside, and uh, because did I you was... did you finish your three box sets of Wildside? Yes. You finished your Wildside. Yes. Have you finished all your Wildside? Are you telling me you finished your Wildside? Are you all right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> are you having a stroke? Are you saying you finished your? Why are you asking Ladies me if I'm having a stroke? Tony Martin, welcome to the microphone. Why are you asking me if I'm having a stroke? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Tony Martin, having Wildside. a stroke now. <laughs> So you finished all your watching of Wildside. You've watched all of oh, Wildside listen, now. Is that listen, what you're saying? Listen, I'm going back to the Crisis Center if you're going to be like this. Fine, fine. Go back to the Crisis Center. Go. <sighs> I miss Wildside. It's I so loved good. It. So I good. Loved it. I loved it. Me too. Loved it. Despite the repetition and uh, and, and all, all of that acting, mm. all that goddamn acting, uh, I, I love Wildside. They acted so hard, but it's great. So that, I really want the Tony Martin to my Rachel Blake. That's what I want in life. I really want Rachel Blake. <laughs> I think this is about me. It's about me, isn't it? Anyway, so I finished that, and now then I was like, what am I going to do now? I have nothing left, aside oh. from the normal things I watch. And I thought, because people always say, why don't you watch Phoenix? Well, I'll go back and have a look at that. Now, Phoenix, for those of you who weren't born or, you know, in, have a memory from 1992, Phoenix was an ABC-made two-seasons uh, cop drama mm-hmm. set in the... Corridors? No. The Major Crime Squad in Melbourne. The first season was based around the Russell Street bombings, basically, trying to apprehend uh, the people, res- the criminals responsible for blowing up a car with some police nearby. Hmm. Um, and then it was the all se- under a different name, of course. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, they didn't say this is what it is, but it's it's a really really good show. Like it still stands up now as a really impressive TV program. It was made um, by. Let me have a look. Tony McNamara, I think. Sure. Actually, and Alison Nazelle, and both of them have gone on to do things like Home and Away, so a bit sad, disappointing. But um, Bill Hunter was in an episode. uh, Simon Westaway was starred as the main cop, Noddy, who um, often was a bit too hard on the crims and, you know, strayed from what the people upstairs wanted him to do, but he got the job done and sometimes cared a bit too much. But it's, it's not as sort of hoary as it sounds. Much much like the the man in real life, from what I hear. Yeah, he um, he was a cop for 10 years. No, no, but also as, as far as working with the one set. Oh, he's, really? He's a bit like that. A bit yeah. the same, yeah. yeah. He, really, he really looks like... He is in that show. <laughs> like, you can't... Anyway. Um, but... Uh, Being a cop for 10 years, that's a, that's a lot of method to yeah, go through. Yeah. That's really... That's planning. <laughs> yeah. I found myself thinking, you're quite hot. And then I thought, no, it's because everyone here... I'm, I'm looking at a whole group of cops. So next to other people who aren't cops, he's horrifying. <laughs> but as... A lot. But the, the fascinating thing about this show is, too, it's, you know, like you see crownies at the moment. Here's a lot of 24-year-olds playing sexy barristers, right? Mm. Yep. This show, just actual people. They look like just regular people you would meet. Oh, so, so they, they're actually acting yeah. rather than pretending to be someone else. They seem to be, they seem to look like, it doesn't seem to look like actors playing whatever. It seems to be, it's yep. very, imp- I don't know. I, I have to declare a vested interest. I did actually... I was in love with Blue Heelers as a young girl and mm. wanted to be a police officer because of that. So a little part of my heart is sort of a bit fascinated by all this stuff. And it's it's really well done. And it's off, 
a lot of it is like a bit of a precursor to The Wire, actually. Well, Phoenix really paved the way for for a lot of of TV shows in Australia. Uh, there was Phoenix, and then there was Janus, mm. and uh, and then there was uh, Simon Westaway was the conjuring character uh, through that, and then uh, Mercury, and uh, and then Wildside. Yeah, and Mercury was set was set in uh, and Blue Matter as well. Uh, mm. Mercury was set at a Sunday newspaper and uh, starred uh, David yeah. Helfgott as Mercury as the no. <laughs> no, it was, it was in Melbourne. It was start start David Helfgott as um as the editor. Uh, I forget his real name, but he's won Oscars and stuff. Yeah, uh, that guy, Jeffrey <laughs> Rush. He was Jeffrey Someone Rush. Write in and tell us whatever. It was Jeffrey oh, Rush. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, um, it was. Uh, so yeah, start him as uh, as as the. Uh, and, and what's her face from Blankety Blanks uh, as one of the writers? Yeah, uh, Nolan Brown. What, was she? What do you say? I'm mixing up Dahlia Dawn intentionally with Mercury. You remember Daily Dawn? Yeah, I do remember Daily Dawn. It's, where, did, where did um, um, where so, did where did Blue Murder come in? Can I go back to Can I go back to to my list? So uh, uh, Mercury and then Wildside, and so long before uh, the West Wing brought us TV that was based around exposition through uh, corridors and mm. very shaky camera work, mm. Phoenix really started all of that. Yeah. And it really captures that thing, I think, particularly in the final season of The Wire, that nexus between you know, public pressure on, you know, public office, um, what police want to do and them trying to do their jobs despite the pressure from the media, despite the public relations that the police are trying to do, they're trying to rein them in, and how even in the police job they have to consider what the legal side when it comes to prosecution is going to happen. All of those, you see it all sort of occurring throughout the case. And so it's it's really impressively done, I think. my memory correct? That at the end of the second season, that that was the winding up. Yeah, they shut it down. Of yeah, the branch. because yeah. much like in the was it the second season of The Wire where they oh it well, was se- second the season docks. of The Wire they uh, uh, no in the end of the first, first season one. of The Wire they, yeah. they close it down they close and then it down. Uh, and then there's a, a, a paired back much paired back group working yeah. at the docks just in Lester second season. And, uh, yeah. uh, the uh, I'm I'm really glad you watched that. It's really Connor. great. It, it makes me want to write a good TV series. So it's on. It's it's available on DVD. DVD. You can buy it at JB Hi-Fi. I went and had a look, um, and it's it's. Do you know what? It's like the opposite of Underbelly. Like it's the total opposite. Ah, oh, it's that. It's that anti-belly. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the back. That's great. Yeah, which is that's, which is wonderful. And I think it's definitely worth rewatching. You you don't. I am a terrible nostalgic, so I'm like, oh, it's the suburbs in the 90s. I remember that. So I really enjoy that. And I didn't find it dated in that sense at all. So for, for, for the detractors who say that we can't make good TV in, in this country. That's Hell really, to the no. Right. To answer your question, Brett, I believe Blue Healers, and we don't have Toby Halligan to check this for us. Blue Murder. Uh, sorry, I believe Blue Murder came after... Uh, Phoenix, after Phoenix, before Wildside, before Wildside, and uh, definitely after East Street. Do you know what? it was ninety four? I think Blue Murder. I think yes. Yeah, so and Tony Martin was in it. Yeah, that's why I was saying oh, after East Street, but Tony before Martin. Wildside. A blonde Tony Martin, though. Hey? Very, very un Tony Martin. I'd still Tony tab Martin. it. Still tab it. <laughs> that's uh, that's Phoenix. We think you should check it out. I'm Andy Anderson, and I'm with the Box Cutters. This is box cutting at its extreme, at its pinnacle. I guess that's how that finishes. Courtney, I wanted to ask you, uh, because your one thing a, a few weeks ago was Angry Boys. Yep. 
and Angry Boys has finished now. Do you stand by that as your one thing? Do you know what? I didn't watch it the week I said everyone should watch it. <laughs> um, I uh, I wanted to, and I, I didn't watch it anymore after that. Oh, so you didn't watch it at all after that? So you were part of the I kind of missed off. a couple of episodes and then it was just I, I didn't care enough to go back and I thought, well, you know when you don't care enough to just watch those other episodes? Mm. And when I had the time to watch them, I didn't really want to watch them. Have so. you picked up the uh, the Spouse single from the iTunes store? No, oddly no. Brett, uh, did you, the, the, did you They've watch? got a lot of uh, merchandise Brett. around Smouse and, and the characters. And, and Brett, we're running short of time. Did you watch Angry Boys? Spasmodically, and I'm still kind of going through it, but yeah, it's not a good. There, re- there it's not a good review. If someone arc, says going through it. There wasn't an arc that that drew me in that got me sitting down there at uh, at nine thirty on a Wednesday night. I think it felt. You know what? I think there was an arc, but because it was so long, it was so many episodes. You didn't get the feeling of going through the arc. Just yeah, didn't, maybe it didn't. You, like one week I'd be like, oh, that was quite good, and then the next week it would be some characters I didn't really care about. I think, yeah, I, I like watched the Bra Boy kind of character. I watched it all, and I watched it all week to week. Yeah, and, and I have to say, uh, Smouse notwithstanding, mm. Chris Lilly's characterizations are still spot on. Yeah, like just just superb. I think the show but was really. Really good, but not a comedy. Mm. No, not it, at all. Right, it, it it wasn't funny. It had funny moments, mm. but it wasn't a comedy. And everybody was expecting or hoping for a comedy, and that that mm. didn't happen. It was a very depressing, very dark look at uh, at young manhood. We've yeah. seen a lot of in Australia comedy yeah, and from Chris it, Lilly in the past. It was really fascinating in that regard, but it wasn't. You know, you had such high expectations from his other two series and it was pitched in the same way as those. Yes. That you wouldn't... I think if I'd been watching it in that way, I would have been fascinated. And when I did watch it, I really was... You know, he's amazing. He's incredible at what he does. And he's got incredible insight into the human mind and the human heart, the way these young boys become angry men Mm. as such. But as a comedy... It's it's not a twelve part comedy. No, it's a, and there there is no there's no comedy in it. Mm. But I found it really interesting. I found people's responses to it as interesting as mm. as the show itself. Uh, it also, to me, speaks of what happens when somebody gets too much success. Mm. I, I remember the last four Harry Potter books. And how they really needed an editor. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And Chris Lilly had his name five or six times on the credits of Angry Boys. He was producer. He was executive producer. He was writer. He was creator. He was star. He did he the was, edit, too. He was director. He was editor. Mm. Uh, and and it really needed another voice. It needed a, a voice over well, the top. He's still working with Laura Waters, isn't he? Like, that hasn't stopped. Yeah, but if... You know, even... Even that, like that that collaboration, mm. maybe that collaboration needed another voice, needed yeah. somebody to to say, "Hang on, you're losing sight of of what's actually important here." Well, and it, I think it's interesting to consider the deal struck between BBC, HBO, and ABC, mm. how it was all funded. That you know, you would think at some point there there would be 
some control, but obviously there hasn't been. So, which is really interesting because normally you would think three networks on one show. What are you out of your mind? Like the number of suits that would have to watch that and tell you what but to maybe, do. Maybe that was actually how he sold it. Maybe maybe he did a deal with him so that he had full creative control over the entire thing. And and I I wonder if having not had the the Summer Heights High and We Can Be Heroes background in the UK and the US, if people coming to it cold are, are kind of looking at it like a, a Sylvania Waters. So well, they've got no idea of the... Summer of Heights the High did air in the US. History, mm. but did many people watch it? Uh, I know that Katy Perry watched it. Mm-hmm. She said so. Uh, yeah, I've and read I reckon, several uh, people that have said that they have, you know, in my internet travels, but I don't know what that counts as, as figures-wise, but... Certainly there's an awareness. It will be interesting to see. I mean, mean, lots of people were were really willing and hoping to hate it. Uh, there was a, a lot of a lot of hate in uh, in the media and, and I reviews. I think a lot of people like are really willing to love it as well, though. Like, yes. I, certainly on. I know when the first episode came out, my Twitter feed was just all people going, "Oh my god!" You know, like this really, is amazing. My Twitter feed was was a whole lot of people going. For the record, I never liked Chris Lilly. <laughs> And and but I was. And I was you like, have oh, more Gen X friends than I, I do. I, I do. But so many people coming out and being appalled at, at the language that he had to put it in. But I, I just really? found that really true to life. Your and, friends and all found, Herald Sun No, no, not my friends. Um, uh, like uh, so, so word on the the talkback radio and <laughs> stuff like that on yeah. the non-commercial talkback radio. Um, but that that seemed to be the dominant kind of reaction to it. But I don't think that they were. I, I found it very true to life, and I, mm. I don't think that he was being gratuitous about the language. No, I didn't think at all. But you know, um, whether that whether that was just outright swearing, or you know, there's there's been a lot of uh, uh, well, there's been a bit of controversy in the states um, about the mouse character, about the mouse yeah. character, yeah. and and the language there. So from from a, from a personal point of view, I never looked forward to an episode, mm. but I was always glad that I watched an episode. Yeah. Uh, but, every time, yeah, like, but every time, but every time, like it was good for you. Every t- no, I never felt. Good. It, every time it was because it would just you know appear in my IQ list. So I go, "There's another episode of Angry Boys. Should we watch it? Oh, don't really want to." And then I, I would go, "Well, if I don't watch it this week, then I've got two to watch next week, so I will watch it now." Yeah. So it was kind of like taking my medicine. But then afterwards, I go, "Oh, it's really good. Mm. It's just not funny." Mm. Uh, I, I but, intend to go back and watch it properly. But once I lost it, I lost it. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't care enough about it to stick with it, which I think is not. And of course, in, in, in true ABC style, as soon as the last episode went to air, mm. there was an ad for the DVD. In fact, a- before available. the last episode ah. went to air, there was because Lawrence Learn's show was on it. Um, afterwards, they had one episode where I, I sat down to watch Lawrence's show, and there was like a DVD extra that they played between yes. the two shots. Ah. And it was a bit like, well, why are you sh- what is bit this now? scene in Dunt. Like, I just watched the whole episode and then now you're showing me what? Like, is, they, I thought they were accidentally playing another episode. I was like, this is a bit weird. Lawrence is going to be pissed. And no, it was a DVD extra. The ending, uh, um, do, do you mind if I spoil the ending no, for you? No, go. I think I know anyway, so yeah. Uh, uh, Smouse, the, uh, the surfer and the skater mm. characters all... Turn up to to Dunt for the party. For the party, and yeah. the party is a small party, but they all turn up, and they all turn up at the same time. And it's kind of unsure if it's reality or fantasy mm-hmm. at that at that point. And it was a really curious way. 
to end it, it was kind of a little bit of upbeat, but also like depressingly upbeat ending. Yeah. It was. Makes me feel sad just what hearing was it. Yeah. about it? That they came to the they party. They came to the party. Yeah. Right. That's exciting. Nobody thought so, they were so actually they going to come to the party. And then the, the show finished? Or yeah. Did... The show finished. And, uh, and, and uh, Nathan was really excited because all of his legends or, you know, three of his legends turned up to, to his party. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of seemed unreal. Yeah. And, uh, and that kind of sums up for me that the whole sentiment of, of the show, the whole thing felt a, a mm. little bit unreal. But I'm glad it existed. Yeah. Do I, I, you know what? When, when we talk about it like that and when you say it like that, it makes me really think about, um, and I know it's not in any way comparable, but John Saffron's race relations, like mm-hmm. a, a lot of that, I was just sitting like, what is what is this? What is going on? Like this, is this on, t- why? It was like nothing we had ever seen before yeah. and it was genius and we didn't know how to take it. And and right. I, I'm glad that existed. Like I still think about that and I think it's, you know, it's doing something that no one else is doing and as much as we can complain about Hamish and Andy's gap year, you know, this sort of thing is, that's what we want from the ABC. I want, that's what I want to see. I want to see them doing things that don't necessarily always work out and, you know, aren't necessarily as amazing but do push those boundaries, as naff as that phrase sounds, mm. you know, and do things that you think maybe one day, next time Chris Lilly does a series, he'll take those, some of the good elements and, you know, make something amazing and hilarious. Let's uh, a look back at Angry Boys. We were going to do Letters to Box Cutters now, but uh, we're running quite short of time. So we're going to go straight into this favourite segment. If you watch one Caught in the stocking, what would you watch if you were going to watch one thing this week? This week, uh, I am continuing my tradition of watching things that aren't on television. Yep. Uh, And that's the new series of Breaking Bad coming out of AMC from the US. We're up to episode three of season four and it's amazing. Do you remember what the title of the first episode was? Box cutter. Right. Oh, damn right. So good. I can't tell you how long the negotiations for that were. <laughs> it was just so worth it, though. I know. So worth it. I know. Well, they um, just didn't want to pay anything for it. I know. I can't believe that. And it's you know what they cheap. ended up paying? Nothing. Bags right. of meth. No. Oh, okay. Both of you correct. <laughs> um, the, the show is so amazing. It's addictive like I imagine crystal meth must be, but on your eyes. From the computer, so, so especially now that Louis finished for the for the season, has it? I think it was has. that the it last six, episode. It was six episodes. No, and the first season was only six episodes. Really? Oh, I was going to say Louis, but you know, I, I think I think that's. I'm not. I'm not 100. I haven't done research on that. Such a great episode, of it Louis. Really, it really was. If you haven't watched it, Louis C.K. series, Louis. Um, 20 minutes of your life that you'll never get back, and you won't want it back. Brett has seen so, it. Brett has seen it. He doesn't like it. Yeah, you're fired. That's not true. Um, so, so are you seeing? Are you seeing any reason why uh, they might be not considering a fifth season? No, none. Like it's it's not. Other than maybe well. they'll have all the story that they needed to tell. I mean, wouldn't that be refreshing if somebody told all the story they needed to tell and then and then, and then quit? That that'd just be wonderful. I'm really, I really don't want Breaking mm. Bad to turn into weeds. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I can see that. And you know, yeah, this, the the transformation that Walt has made to his life. Uh, how far do you, you know? How much further can he go with that? And Jesse, well, it really—I I have to say—Breaking Bad really makes me not want to have cancer. 
it just wrecks your life. Yeah, it really yeah. seems to. And Anna Gunn's face. Ooh, messed up. Brett, if you were going to watch um, one thing. I've been inspired over the week looking for some, uh, for some sound grabs. I, I think I'm going to jump back in at the start on West Wing. Oh, that's a good idea. I've, I've been. <laughs> Do you really think that's a good idea, Courtney? Yes. I think that's a I think road give to it dis- up at the end of the fourth season. I think but yeah. it, you're paving yourself a road to disappointment there, yeah. Brett. It's so, the road so to when Aaron Sorkin don't leaves. Don't go beyond the, the Sorkin End of the fourth. Off. Is it the fourth or the fifth where Sorkin left? I think it might be the fifth. Anyway, don't even though even though it's a like incredible cliffhanger and you think, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Nothing's gonna happen. Like obviously I I was I lived through it as yeah. it was coming out live. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, those those early ones. So you've got nothing Why don't on you television. Watch sports night? You got nothing on television. You've seen sports night? I have, yes. Let me watch that again. Yeah, yeah. Sports night's great. I haven't yeah. watched the entire thing actually. Go on, watch that. Yeah, watch that. And forget about the laugh track. Because that's that's like watching Sorkin learn Sorkinese. Mm. Or why don't you uh, why don't you rent the uh, the American president and watch that because that's mm. uh, you know that's 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 pre that's, uh, that's, that's pre West Wing. Um, why don't you just uh, right, how about just nine o'clock ABC a Gruen few transfer? Read. Yeah, I dreamt I was on the Gruen transfer the other night, so oh. watch that. I guess I wasn't, but <laughs> it's great. I love that show. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see that back. Uh, my one thing is also on the ABC uh, Wednesday. At 12.30pm, Malcolm <laughs> Turnbull addressing the National Press Club. Oh, that'll be exciting. That's, uh, half past I, midday? Yeah, 12.30pm. No, I am. Yeah. That's what I said, 12.30 in the afternoon. They didn't give him the graveyard shift at the no press club. No one says half past midday. Well, I'm just, I'm just making it clear the, that we're talking about midday. He said he did say p.m. 12.30 in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just yeah. say 12.30 yeah. in the afternoon? Yeah. Half past midday. <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull, that's just going to be fun. I think, I think. it's going to be great. It's, I uh, like Malcolm. He's going to he's going to give people the news, and <laughs> I, I look I look forward to that. Oh, Malcolm, I'm sorry your boner got you stuck in the wrong party. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 273. I want to say thanks to everyone who uh, donated money during the week to, to us. That was where great. It, where is it? The money. Yeah. It's in an account. Can I have some? Sure. Yay. Mm. <laughs> How much do you want? How much you got? Not a lot. Okay. Well, I want a third of it. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. You have to fight with the others over that. Okay. Great. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to those people. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody who came out on Thursday night to watch uh, the uh, the Muppets show thing at Acme. We all had a great time. Uh, if you remember any of it, please let me know. It's all a haze. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I also checked out some of the um, IBM ads for, with the very early Muppets. Oh, the, uh, the- on YouTube. Yeah, they're not ads. They 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 were like uh, instructional videos. videos. Yeah, corporate yeah, videos. Yeah. Uh, um, ads for coffee, ads for instant coffee, F- uh, which I which I took off the uh, no, Wilfords or something. Um, which I I took off uh, the links from who was it that sent us that uh, that link with the story about Muppets and Disney running them and and having their likeness, but not actually being able to do Kermit. Thanks, that person. Ben was it Ben? Might have been Ben. 
Maybe not. <laughs> Why don't you write in and tell us again who you were? Because we don't seem to know. Hey, speaking of writing in, you can send us an email to hooray at boxcutters.net or if you just click the contact link on the website email. at boxcutters.net. Email us now. Yeah, do that. Uh, also, uh, there's going to be some uh, articles. Glenn Peters wrote us an article about HDTV. Ooh. That's going to go up on the site this week. Mm. Uh, and I'm also going to put up my review of Crownies. Oh, diggity. So you can check those out. As I said, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters, episode 273. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Courtney Hawking. I do continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards. Brett Cropley is our audio engineer. Peter Wilson coaxes all the bits out of our servers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell everyone you know and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That will help other people find us and would mean a lot. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Find them in Melbourne, Australia on 102.7 FM or at rrr.org.au. There are lots of ways you can contact us and you'll find them all at our website at boxcutters.net. Uh, we're so short on time. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.